The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Patricia Raskin's Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of the host, guests, and callers. And now, here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to Patricia Raskin Positive Living. And we have quite a topic and guest for you. We're talking about the afterlife. What is it? What happens after we die? My guest is Bob Olson. He's the host of AfterlifeTV.com. His book is Answers About the Afterlife. A private investigator's 15-year research unlocks the mysteries of life after death. Bob Olson is a former skeptic and a private investigator who began investigating evidence of life after death after the passing of his father. This event ignited so many questions that he'd never considered before, so he decided to use his skills as a private eye to investigate the afterlife. And his expertise in this field led him to create BestPsychicMediums.com, BestPsychicDirector.com, and AfterlifeTV.com. Bob has a course for mediums at PsychicMediumWorkshop.com. His new book is Answers About the Afterlife, A Private Investigator's 15-Year Research Unlocks the Mysteries of Life After Death. Welcome, Bob. Oh, thank you, Patricia. So happy to be here. I appreciate it. All right. Okay. My first question would be, what is the first answer after about afterlife that everybody wants to know that will surprise people? <laughs> that will surprise... Well, you know, I guess it depends on who you're talking to, but... Um, I think a lot of people are just surprised that uh, that there is an afterlife. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. You know, so we don't know, and uh, uh, you know, I've heard a lot of people discussing it, and a lot of people who are skeptical about it, and certainly that's where I began my journey. But um, how do you have evidence? Where did you start accumulating evidence that convinced you that there's an afterlife? You know, uh, at first I didn't know where to go. I, I spent a couple of years uh, trying different things and never finding any evidence. And then finally in uh, 1999, I had a reading with a medium. Didn't know at the time what a medium was. Uh, someone told me about their reading and it seemed like they were getting all kinds of evidence. And so I set up a, a reading for myself. Ended up going on for three hours. I got three hours of all kinds of amazing uh, evidence that uh, this stranger, this person who only knew my first name, uh, couldn't have possibly known if not for communicating with my loved ones in spirit. Hmm. And so she gave you very specific answers about people. She really, she did. You know, I, I, one of the my favorite examples is just uh, this was probably in mid reading. Uh, we had already determined. With, 
you know, that my father was in spirit. She described what he looked like physically, what his uh, personality was like, even what kind of clothes he wore, you know, what he did for work, all kinds of things. But she told me that uh, he was saying to her that one of his proudest moments was watching me play the solo on my saxophone in the middle school band concert. And uh, there's there's so much there. (laughs) That did it. That did it for you, probably. Wow. It did. So, I think that was the one. I haven't forgotten it for 15 years. So, yeah, that was a good one. So, since that time, what have you been doing to research this, and what have been some of the answers that have been very interesting? Well, you know, uh, one of the things that I, uh, I did immediately was I started to uh, experiment with what was possible with all, all sorts of different mediums. Once I met that first one, I ended up meeting others, and And then I got past them and I decided, well, you know, what's next? And I had heard about people having past life regressions. and I was skeptical about that, too. And so I said, well, I'll have a a past life regression experience myself and see. I honestly didn't expect anything to happen. And uh, and that was a long, long experience as well and and amazing. And uh, uh, I relived a, a past life. It's like having a memory right Right there at the forefront of your of your mind, as though it happened yesterday, mm-hmm. and I could feel what the guy, you know, what it felt like to be in the guy's body, and I could, I had all kinds of emotions about what was going on at the time, you know, in this, in his life that I was revisiting, and and uh, it was it was really quite amazing. I walked away from there knowing that uh, I definitely had experienced something real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have had a past life progression, and I really was very much in touch with that life. And it makes sense to me. And I have found, I don't know what people have told you, but I have found being in touch with that life has helped me understand more about where I am now and why I do what I do in this life. What would you say to that? Oh, you know, that's exactly, that was the truth for me. And I've had several since then. And every time I have one, what's very interesting to me, uh, I don't think it's any accident, but it's still interesting to me, is that the the major lessons that I learned from that lifetime, because every time I have a regression at the end of that life, we always sort of renew what the lessons were that I learned in that lifetime, and they're always pertinent to what I'm going through at the at the, the time in my life right now when I had that, and uh, and no question about it that the things that we're, we have learned in the past, it's almost like we're revisiting them to make sure we got yeah. them down. Very interesting. What is it like, from what your studies are and talking to people, what is it really like in the spirit world? Uh, it's a great question. You know, it, it can run the gamut. Uh, and there's, there's two answers to that. One is, as spiritual beings, we're beings of light, really. We're energy beings, and we can have and be and do anything we want. Because all we really need to do is imagine whatever it is that we want to be experiencing, and you can experience that. And... Uh, very much like uh, the Robin Williams movie that everybody remembers so well. Uh, you know, dreams it, it, about dreams. Yeah, it, it, amazing, right? But it, it gave you that sense that you know whatever it is you want to imagine the the, the fields of flowers and everything it's, that can be yours. And I remember they were in this beautiful home at that time. Same thing. You can live in the home that you want to live in. You can live in, you know, the one from your childhood or the one that you couldn't afford when you were alive as a human being. Um, 
and, and you can be doing anything you want. Yet on the other side of that is the fact that we are beings of light, and we don't need shelter, and we don't need food, and you know we don't need any clothing or any of the things that we need as physical beings. So because we are beings of light, we really don't need any of these things, yet they're available to us if we feel like we want them. What do you mean? If we want them there or here in this life? No, if we want them there. So if we want to revisit, um, you know, what it was like to live in our childhood home, we can certainly live in that home for a period of time. And there's, there's differing uh, versions of what people believe about this. Some people believe that there's a transitionary period where you're transitioning from the physical world into the spiritual world, and therefore that would be why you might want some of those things. You might want to live in that home. You might want to you know, continue fishing if you were a fisherman. You might want to be doing the things that you, you did and lost but, while you but were here. When you, but when you do those things, Bob, let's say you wanted to go back into your home, you're kind of invisible, right, the way you would be in Ghost, where if well, you're experiencing that, you're by yourself. <laughs> yes, you are. You are. Um, it's this is this is where it gets confusing. Now, it's you're not you're not under the belief uh, that you're living back in this world. You're just living in an environment that you were used to before. But but you see, my having this was this is one of those things where, to me, that was an early understanding of the afterlife and an early belief. And to me, what the reason that so many people say that this is the reality is because it's very difficult for us as human beings, us physical beings, to think of the afterlife as anything different than what we have here. But now, 15 years later, the reality of it to me is, uh, no, it's, it's, it, we don't need these things. We don't even need a transitionary period because of the fact that we are beings of light. And there's no time. Have you heard this? There's no time. There's no space or distance in the spirit world. So everything really is happening at the same time. Again, another thing that our human physical minds can't even fathom, right? So it makes it very difficult to describe some of these things. But if there's no time, then there's really no necessity for a transitionary period when you think of it in that way. Let's talk about, um, you know, people who have been offenders in this life. So they've been murderers or they've been rapists or they've, whatever they've done. What happens to them? Is there a heaven and a hell from what you've studied? I've seen no evidence of hell. And, uh, and it makes perfect sense when you think about it. The spiritual dimension is a, a place that... Um, doesn't have the same experiences that we have here as physical beings. Uh, one of the reasons is, in the what most people would consider heaven is what I consider the spiritual dimension, and this is where, you know, there is love and there is joy and there is peace. And as spiritual beings, that's what we know. And it's my understanding that the reason we come to have a human experience is because we do have some of the more challenging things like illness and hatred. And things people might consider evil. And like you said, this is where crime exists. And so many people, if you, when you, when you start to investigate this field and understand it, many people could definitely say that the, the world, the human world, the physical world really is the hell that we are experiencing. Mm -hmm. 
Of course, not everybody, and some people more than others, but this is where if you want to think that there's a hell dimension or anything of that sort, it would be this. Otherwise, I've seen no evidence uh, otherwise that there is a hell. So we're going to take a break, and when we come back, here is going to be my first question to you. So listeners, this is what it is. My first question will be, based on what you just said, that you, you haven't seen evidence of a hell, you think it's more on earth, has this whole body of knowledge and all this research you've done, has it made you more trusting of, of the earth plane than afterlife because you just know that afterlife will be better? Or has it made you less trusting or has it not affected your views about trust in our earthly body? That's my question. Okay. And we're going to take a break. And my guest is Bob Olson. He is the host of AfterlifeTV.com, and his book is Answers About the Afterlife, a private investigator's 15-year research unlocks the mysteries of life after death. Stay tuned. You're listening to Patricia Raskin, Positive Living, right here on VoiceAmerica.com. America's Voice will be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Step into the doorway to conscious choice, greater health, and well-being. Attain the balance that you've been seeking. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Feed the mind. Embrace positively. Release the tension. Step out of fear. Host Simran Singh will help you broaden your mind and open your heart toward a greater understanding of how to take charge of your life. 1111 Talk Radio is here every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. 1111 Talk Radio, because shift happens. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Patricia Raskin's Positive Living. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to Patricia Raskin's Positive Living. Well, hello, we are back. You are listening to... Patricia Raskin, Positive Living, right here on Voice America, America's Voice. My guest is Bob Olson, host of AfterlifeTV.com, and his book is Answers About the Afterlife, a private investigator's 15-year research unlocks the mysteries of life after death. Welcome back, Bob. 
Thank all you. right, all right. So here's the question: Is right. you know, are you more trusting of people in this life since you know so much about the afterlife, or less, or doesn't affect it? Um, you know, in one way, I could say it hasn't affected it, but you know, investigating life after after death has changed my entire life. So what I can tell you is. When uh, 15 years ago, when all I was doing was working as a PI and and investigating crimes and that sort of a thing, I I was definitely less trusting of people. Uh, having investigated life after death, it has changed my life in, in numerous ways, and I am more trusting of people now. Um, probably because when I, one of the things that I've recognized is that from a from a higher perspective, when you look at the bigger picture, you recognize. Um, that everybody has a reason for doing what what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it doesn't mean that they're always going to do the right thing, but usually what happens, unless they're a sociopath, and that, that exists too, that's a completely different subject, but uh, usually people are making their free will choices because of their upbringing, because of something that has happened to them, their experiences, their education, their beliefs, and even if we might consider that a bad choice, um, from a soul perspective, they don't. They just recognize it as it's a choice that led them into um, an experience that their soul, if for all eternity, is going to learn and grow from. So it hasn't really affected your trust level, but you seem to be more open in general. I think that's what it is, you know. Like, I think the, 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 when it comes to trust, you know, I'm one of those people, the same way I am with evidence of the afterlife. Let me, let me observe first. Let me observe what you are like as a human being, and then I will decide whether or not to trust you. And I'm the same way. Let me see the evidence of life after death in this particular area. Okay, now that I've seen it, I'll make a decision and draw conclusions about whether I think that's compelling enough to lead me to believe it or not. Um, so that still exists. That hasn't changed. But, yeah, what I have learned from understanding the afterlife is I've, I've, I've learned, um, I guess, you know, it sounds kind of cliche, but I've learned to be a more spiritual person. Um, one thing I can tell you is I have less fear, and I think that relates to how, whether or not we trust people. So one of the things, recognizing that we are spiritual beings having a physical existence, um, I, I, I now know that uh, I don't die. I know that I'm an eternal being and that this is a temporary experience that I'm having. And because of that, I don't fear death anymore. And I think when we don't fear death, uh, there's a lot of mental and physical maladies that sort of disappear in our lives. Yeah, yeah. All right, here's a question everybody wants to know the answer to. Everyone, I think, or most of us. Can my deceased loved one hear me when I want to talk to him or her? Yeah, you know, you're right. So many people want to know this. And the answer and, is yes. And about their pets. And about their pets. You know, it doesn't matter. Pets, uh, human beings, uh, people, whatever you want to say, it's the same thing. Uh, Once uh, someone leaves their body and goes into the spirit world, they are fully aware of what's going on in our lives. They can hear us when they talk to them. They can, they can, they know what we're, when we're thinking about them. 
when we're sitting there looking at someone's photograph and thinking, having a conversation with them in our minds, they hear our thoughts. Um, and they're fully aware of everything that we're doing. If we visit their grave, they're right there with us. You know, if we're talking about them with the friends, they're, they're, they're there, they're present. And we can find that out. There's a lot of signs and signals that they will send us to try to make us aware um, that they're around, to, to let us and know that they're those? okay. What are those what, signs or signals? You know, it, 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 some of them are very simple. One of them is just uh, aroma. Like, they, they, if, there's a, if there's a scent that reminds you of them, if it's cigar smoke or if it's somebody's perfume or if it's your aunt, aunt's banana bread, whatever it may be, if there's a scent, you will smell that scent, usually very strongly, in places that it shouldn't exist. <laughs> so that can be one uh, place uh, that, that can happen. They can visit us in our dreams. That's another place that will happen. That's in our sleep. So we might be thinking about them at night, and then we're not aware of the signs and signals that we should be, perhaps. And so we go to sleep, and they'll visit us in our dreams and let us know that they are with us. Um, they can certainly make affect electricity and that sort of thing. So if all of a sudden you're having a conversation about your loved one um, with your friend, your loved one in spirit with your friend, and the lights start flickering on and off, and this never happens otherwise, you can be pretty sure that that's them trying to say hello. And, and it just goes on and on and on. There's just there's so many of these. But when something unusual happens, rather than chalking it up to a mere coincidence, we need to really look at it and say, you know what, that might be them. And it certainly does them a disservice to not acknowledge that it is them when, you know, sometimes we just feel it. Like you can feel the presence of someone when they walk through the door, even like when they're here alive in this, in this physical world that we know. Someone walks in the door, you can tell that someone just walked in the door um, without even having to look at them. The same thing happens with our loved ones in spirit. All of a sudden we feel as though they're in the room. So many people I know know what I'm talking about here. And you, it, it's really, it's a wonderful thing to just acknowledge, Dad, I know, I know you're here. You know, and let them know that, and then talk talk right out loud to them. They love it well, when we 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 speak with them in that way. All right, so let's talk about people who haven't had such good relationships with their loved ones. Yeah. Now their loved one dies. Yeah. Okay. Can we repair that after they've gone? With that, even more easily than than when they were here, and for one reason, they have that higher perspective that I was talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. They have that greater awareness. If if, for instance, if we feel like we need forgiveness for something that we said or we did, they now have that perspective where they understand why we did those things that we mm. did or said those things that we said. They now have a, a greater compassion because of that perspective, and they very easily always will forgive us for those things. If it's on the other hand, and we feel like we're angry with them because they did or said something to us that, that upset us, now they understand why that upset us in yeah. a way that they possibly couldn't have before. Yeah. yeah, Really fascinating stuff here. How do we know that the medium or the channel or the guide or the psychic we're working with is legitimate? Is it just by the information they give us and whether or not it's accurate? Is that how we know? 
Yeah, I mean, I always like to work with someone who's a stranger to me. If I, if you know, if I worked with my best friend, how would I know? You know, that it wasn't yeah. something they knew about me. So yeah. you work with someone who doesn't know these things. Even even when today, if I'm working with a psychic or medium, and I know lots of them, if I'm working with one who knows certain things about me, a lot of times uh, things will come through that I know that they don't know about me. You know, uh, something that's very private. But for the most part, when you go to a medium, they are going to be a stranger to you, and when they're talking about your loved one, they should always start with that information that describes, you know, what they look like, how they died, what they did for work, how they dressed, even a lot of times their vernacular, their own vernacular, they'll try to speak in the vernacular using the words and phrases that our loved ones would use. Um, these are all things just to identify to us that we know for sure that they're in contact with that person. And then once they get through all that stuff and we're convinced, that's when they can start to tell us the more vague and general messages about that they love us, they're proud of us, that sort of a thing. Mm. There's so many more questions, but it would take like another 20 minutes to answer. You know, in terms of how many lives do we have? I mean, we don't know that, correct, or do we? No, we don't. We don't know. But, I mean, it's possible. It could be thousands. It could be more than that. And we really don't have a clue, or I guess we, unless we go to a transmedium, right, who might help us. If you believe them, yeah. If you believe them, exactly. Exactly. Bob, how can people get this wonderful book, Answers About the Afterlife? Yeah, I, to me, I, I always buy things on Amazon, and, I, and people have been telling me they're getting it fastest on Amazon. A lot of times they get it for a, a cheaper price on Amazon, so that's the best place. Place. Otherwise, you can go to BobOlson.com, B-O-B-O-L-S-O-N, uh, and they can download the introduction there and, and get a sense of whether this is a book that they're interested in reading. All right. Well, I want to thank you so much for coming on the program. Patricia, thank you. Uh, I enjoyed talking with you. you got great questions, and uh, I look forward to talking to you again in the thank future you. sometime. Thank you. Hold on, hold on. Can you stay on for a minute? All right, folks. My guest has been Bob Olson. He is the host of AfterlifeTV.com. Can people still see that on, on the website, Bob? AfterlifeTV.com? All right. And the book is Answers About the Afterlife. A private investigator's 15-year research unlocks the mysteries of life after death. And you can log on to BobOlson.com as well, as well as BestPsychicMediums.com and BestPsychicDirectory.com and AfterlifeTV.com. You've been listening to Patricia Raskin, Positive Living. We're here on Voice America, America's Voice. I am now doing coaching for people in change and transition. So look at my website and write to me, PatriciaPatriciaRaskin.com. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know that you can make your dreams come true. Until next time, I'm Patricia Raskin, right here on VoiceAmerica.com, America's Voice. Log on to PatriciaRaskin.com. Until next week, bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of Patricia Raskin's Positive Living. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. 
The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 